0: Very good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GAA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking back over the weekend's action where the Cavan on the 20s uh, exit the Ulster Championship at the hands of Down and um, the Cavan ladies suffer defeat in, in a local derby against Monaghan. And uh, we'll also be looking at your talking points that you got in contact with us on Instagram. Um, as always I'm joined by Paul Patrick Sports Editor of the Anglo Celtic. In depth, we're, we're over on the Patreon.com forward slash We Are Kevin on the Diehard service. We have Michael Hannon, and we're looking into the Cavan for Forman game. Kevin's victory down in Fortress Brewster, but not really Fortress Brewster when you bring a blue jersey, is it?
1: Well, it is Cavan's second favorite. It uh, is home venue. I think it's the closest thing to a home ground. We've even we've won qualifier games there. And we've given their own a good game in the qualifiers there. Mm. We've beaten Fermanagh there so many times. Yeah. themselves and we've won so many under 21 games I think I think that's what it goes back then it's the under
0: 21 it's it's those Wednesday nights in in these sort of conditions yeah that that it, it does harp back to positive memories which again could break you into a discussion of psychology but um but may, maybe maybe it isn't the time to discuss psychology of why we love going to rooster
1: yeah, you know, I, I, I like going there. There's something about Brewster. I, I even noticed in one of the national papers um someone was saying like how friendly the people are. Yeah. That I always say that about Brewster. It's 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 a nice place to go to. There's nowhere else shite with stewards or you know you're looked after and, and they're welcome you of people are nice people anyway.
0: Yeah, I have to say I'd i agree with you. They nearly bucked the trend of some of the other Ulster venues to to be to be a little bit Maybe controversial on it.
1: Oh, completely. Well, like you take the athletic grounds there. Like <laughs> Jesus, you'd want to, you'd want to nearly have some sort of a um, a pin code to get to get into to get parking a car in the place. Yeah, and, uh, some places up the north, particularly, are like that. Uh, well, now, to be fair, it comes down to usually an individual steward or two, but, um, but some yeah. places are like that. Healy it's Park's true. not too bad. Although I remember once not getting into Healy Park for another twenty-one game. Um, I had a press pass. But he didn't believe me that I was pressed. And to be fair, I had been working for the cabin voice, which was closed. So, so I wasn't actually working on the night, but I just used me pass. I, I drove up from Dublin for the game. At the time, I wasn't working at all. Scam!
0: And,
1: uh, he followed me into the stand after, the, your man. He was like, if I... You, if I don't see you working, you're going out. And a few minutes earlier, he followed me into the stands. That's the kind of prick you, you meet sometimes. Part and he's probably on a
0: podcast in Theron talking about this Calvin prick <laughs> trying to get in for nothing. So I can I can see maybe his point of view on that one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're right to be sceptical when you come around. We'll start off, though, Cavan on the 20s um, beating Saturday morning. I was listening to this uh, while over in Budapest for the weekend. Sounded like right in the hunt up until coming close to injury time and then the goal really just knocked every bit of wind out of Cavan. But conditions were were poor enough. um, But Cavan didn't really fire. Like a forward line of, I'm right in saying Brandon Boylan, um, Brandon Boylan, Thomas Smith, Oshin Brady, Cormac O'Reilly, Patrick Lynch and Emmett Boylan. You expect more than a total of four points from play from them yeah I think there were three For, scores
1: like eight points is not going to win you very no. many championship matches Um, even when the cabin under 21s were winning games with low scores at times never won a game with eight points I don't think Um, yeah I think you know it's very disappointing very disappointing Th- like with a couple of minutes I wasn't at the game either but mm. a couple of minutes to go I was following it on Twitter and it looked good, you know, eight points each on 57, 58 minutes, and to concede one, three in the closing stages—that's what we used to do to teams, yeah, on the twenty-one level. And now we're we're back to that old, that old thing, and you know, on the twenty level where we where we get caught with late sucker punches and things like that in games. That has crept back in, and that had been stamped out by Kevin. Um but it's happening again now at times, a minor and on the twenty-one level, on the twenty level, where we'll be in a game, we compete well, we we'll play some nice football, we'll have a chance to win it. But when, it, when the winning is done, Cavan don't seem to be there in these big games anymore. Now, there's the odd exception. Fair enough. Last week, to be fair, I was bigging up John Brady's record. So um, I can't sit here now and say that his record is poor. But he, Cavan did get some big results in the last couple of years, particularly that win up in Derry. Up in Kingscourt against Derry was one... At minor level. minor yeah. level that was outstanding. Yeah. But on the 20 level, it hasn't been good.
0: I got a lot of... I don't know if you got the same, but I, I got... A number of people getting in contact with me saying, "Well, what do you expect? Their their, their discipline let them down last week. Uh, in reference to maybe allegations that they they didn't prepare properly on the night that the game was called off. You know, and 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 it seemed to come from so many different sources that you know I'm 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 not sure it can be just washed or brushed under the carpet. You know, if if the allegations are true." And you don't deserve to win anything.
1: Mm, yeah, it's it's a tough one. It's not the sort of one that you can report on because something like that is almost impossible to verify. Um, very hard to verify it unless mm. you can get someone on the record in the current board or whatever to to, to do so. Um, but like there was talk, and I'm pretty sure it was the case that some players were were uh, out socializing that night. You know, there is a place for socializing, of course, but. Uh-huh. the week before the championship game probably it's not that and uh, yeah I heard it was I heard there was a bit of a bit of a knees up that night when the game was called off not good not not good preparation at all like it, it, it just doesn't I mean I think a week at that age a week later physically it's not going to affect you but it speaks about the preparation and uh, well, mentally, I think mentally, it is the biggest yeah. thing yeah. because the doubts you, creep in there
0: exactly. Like, you can see the goal with, with just injury time left, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, Oh, Jesus! well, last Saturday night, I was not doing what my man was doing, my man was getting ready for this game, and I don't have the work done. And that's that's part of it. Then, the, the, the doubts, the, the the energy just saps from you because of that doubt in your mind. Whereas when you've sacrificed an awful lot in terms of, well, look, we sat in, we prepared right. You're confident. It builds confidence by doing everything in your preparation right. So I don't, I don't, I think that it was a very, very disappointing to hear of that sort of behaviour. Mm. If it's true from any players, well, on I, I'm, panel.
1: Pr- I'm fairly certain that it's true that that some players were yeah. drinking anyway. Well, I know that because I'm willing to stand over that because I've got it from checked by several sources. Um yeah. but I wouldn't be prepared to name names or say how many were drinking or um was management there or was management aware of it or was county board aware of it. Stuff like that I, I wouldn't have had that verified. So I couldn't comment on those rumours. But like I think players were I think it's fact that players were some players were drinking and mm. that's not good enough. That's not that's not good enough.
0: No, not not from not from a Cavan point of view anymore. Where we we had a wonderful tradition in this competition, and now I'm trying to think back. Wh- what have we won two games in the last five well, they years? Did a great win against
1: Monaghan last year? Um, yeah. that was an excellent win because that was a good Monaghan team. Even back to when they were minors, that was a good Monaghan team. Mm. Cam played really well, and then they came up against her own last year. The Monaghan game was the first round last year. Yeah, did, did they play a game in it? Don't
0: think. Don't think so. so
1: don't think so. My mind has gone blank or on that. For Fermanagh.
0: Did they play Fermanagh? Something tells me. No. That no did they didn't. Last year Fermanagh beat Donegal. Oh sorry yeah. 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 So. Sorry. No. The only other victory in the last five years was the win against Fermanagh in Brewster Park I think. Yeah.
1: And it, they, they got two heavy defeats against Donegal. One up in Celtic Park and the other in Brewster Park. That's one mm-hmm. of the occasions when Brewster wasn't a happy home ground. They were bad heavy losses like um, the one in Brewster possibly there was a Freak element to that, that Donegal that evening. I never saw an exhibition of shooting like I saw that yeah. evening from Donegal. So possibly they were going to win, but they mightn't have won to the extent it today because it was a good Cavan team, good few around the seniors at the mm. minute. But the the one up in up in Brewster, that was an exceptional Cavan team. That was a really good team on paper. Or sorry, up in Celtic Park I should say, yeah. and like they got they got really destroyed up there that day
0: they never really looked competitive, which was very disappointing.
1: All the talk was, they had played Kildare in a couple of challenge games that year. And won the All-Ireland. And
0: Cavan were were beating them. Mm. Yeah. So, it just goes to show, but again, it's something county board need to look at and figure out how, because consistently losing in that competition is actually more detrimental than consistently losing at under 17. Because their next step is senior. And all they have now are negative memories of been beaten by Down, been beaten by Donegal, been beaten by Tyrone, you know, they've got to, Cavanagh have got to get competitive at that age group.
1: Yep, yeah, 100%. Now the only thing is the GAA themselves have totally demeaned uh, the under-20 championship. It's not It's not what it was. When Cavanagh were winning it, it's always worth winning, but when Cavanagh were winning them four in a row, it was a big competition. It's been pretty much demeaned there. like like you had you had players there that, that couldn't play with their because they were tied up with their colleges and stuff like that over the that's weekend right. in, in championship. You had players that were playing senior, play, playing seniors. In players that, that
0: in, in Armagh Tyrone that were overlapping with McRory football and had the the the, the schools got precedent. Yeah. So that's again no, you're it, right.
1: it has to mean it and the fact that you you know that, that your senior players can't play in it. Yeah, um, stuff like that. I think that's <coughs> I think that's bad. But well, your senior
0: it, players can play in it.
1: If they played, if they played, sorry, it was last year. Yeah, if last you, year. If you, had been, if you had been on the panel, wasn't that it?
0: Well, no, last year, once your senior team was still involved, you couldn't play. Couldn't if play. you, once you've played game time. Yeah. But this year it's irrelevant because it was championship. That oh, was sorry. It. Yeah,
1: that was yeah. the key. That was it. But like, the, it's all about trying to solve this fixtures mess. And like, I would have been, I would have been keen on, on cutting back tour level. But you can't cut it back anymore as Mickey Hannon said here a few weeks ago unless you get rid of it altogether or you play it or before Christmas. Or pull it Christmas. all before Christmas. Yeah, maybe that's not the way to do it either even though um, it used to be done back then. It used to be played in December back when the Sigerson, mm. way back, but the Sigerson back then was only four, four teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, like, but it, it it, needs but there's so much collateral damage and it's all this runaway train of senior inter football is, is causing all this collateral damage down the line.
0: Mm. Well, it needs, it definitely needs addressing because they the situation where some players had to choose between, sorry, and I don't think it's even a choice, I think college gets first preference on, on players. County is the last port of call, I believe. So schools and colleges, they could pull rank and say, no, we want them playing for us, and that's that's where it goes.
1: But yeah, Colin Warwick had a piece in this on the end, though, on Sunday where he talked about how the latest harebrained propo- proposal is to have colleges football finish in January, as in second-level colleges, Football finished in January, which would mean provincials finished before Christmas. As it is, like the McCrory finals played on St Patrick's obviously yeah, yeah. would it mean playing that before Christmas. He said you have a lot of, of schools finished their senior schools football in November. And he said he's he's been training teams in secondary schools for forty-one years. That's the worst suggestion he's ever heard, and there's a chance that that's going to come in there. Well, all of this, I mean, is a knock-on effect from from senior inter football.
0: Well, do you know what? I I, I disagree with Colin Morrow on that because. I, I just had a discussion, my brother was over the St. Pat's McRory team. Now, again, I don't want to get the numbers wrong here, but it was something like from October through to the end of January, which was three and a half months, they played five or six games in total. That's mm. that's too big of a gap. That's, mm. that's, that's games. Like, for me, what colleges should be is less training, more games. Let them, play, yeah. let them play, let them play, let them play. know, even, even if it meant giving them ten games in twelve or thirteen weeks, and then the, the what would happen was the managements would taper their training back to 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 match the number of games. I think it's gone far too training. And the
1: Macquarie's gone out of control, like yeah. Like that whole Macquarie league thing. Like I think I think I remember saying this before that there the were fourteen teams in the Macquarie of the year, St. Pats won it. That was the highest number of teams that was ever in the Macquarie. Like back mm. in the day, like in the mist of time, that's the competition used to have six, seven teams. Yeah. So it's, but they played like fifty odd games to, to get that down to eight. You know, yeah, play a whole league, and they actually put up a cup for that. It's called the McCormick Cup, but it's actually
0: part the, of, it's the the of the Macquarie competition. Like yeah. so,
1: it's it's mad stuff. So from that point of view, yeah, but. That said, you don't want football to be over for schools in November either. And they're also talking about getting rid of things. Why the, not? Because you're only in the door. And, you but know,
0: you're not in the door. You've played five years with that school through different age groups and whatnot. So you know, why Why I, I don't see well, yeah, why not. Well, like I they, so, yeah. those those A lot of those players then have the most important exams of their lives to date coming up within six months. Is it good preparation for a kid that has his leaving insert starting in June? That come April, he's still preparing for an All Ireland semi-final or an All Ireland final in, in colleges. Is it not too much of a distraction for somebody? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm all about football, but at the end of the day, it has to it has to come in in level of priority mm-hmm. too. That, that's true, but I, I think
1: that you'll find that the lads who are doing well in the football are often the lads who do well in their exams. Today. Yeah, it's actually, like, you do. Yeah, get, type lads. My
0: brother made the same argument with me. That's yeah. he, he'd agree with you that they, those lads manage their time well anyway so um, speaking of colleges football Virginia are in the Marquee Cup final um, tomorrow night that's Wednesday in Kingspan Brefney at 7 o'clock I think it is 7 or 7.30 but great to have a, a home Ulster final for a Cavan team so um, that's the Virginia senior team so hopefully they get on well and we'll, we'll bring a better reaction to that on next week's podcast um, moving on to the Cavan ladies suffered a, a, a I suppose it was devastating in terms that we lost to Monaghan and Cavan would have thought that they had bridged that gap and got ahead of Monaghan over the last couple of years
1: yeah yeah disappointing it was at home so that game was moved around talk about a move a feast yeah it was moved to several different venues and it ended up being played in in Brefty Park on the main pitch so it was supposed to be an away game as That's a double right. header with Monaghan and Mayo then it was Moved to the Peace Link Atlantis. Eventually, ends up in Bradford. So that in itself is a huge thing to, to get in the away game turn it into a home game. You know, if the, I know in men's football, like they would move heaven and hell oh. and everything else to hold on to a home game. You wouldn't lose yeah. it if you could. So from that point of view, it immediately um, swung swung things back in Calvin's favour. But
0: like, and you look at the build up in results. Mead had beaten Mon in the weekend before, and then you know Calvin had beaten Mead. You know, relatively comfortable a few weeks before that. So you kind of thought form should give Cavan the advantage here. But by all accounts, and we, we'll hear from Brian Donahue in a little bit. But by all accounts, Monaghan set the pace and Cavan couldn't find it.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know the Cavan have brought in a lot of young players like you Niamh Keane in there. Like you've Neve Keenan there at back Murn Cusick, or Front Ash and Gilson. They're all starting players now. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't say Ka- Cavan are in transition because. Kavan are really talking the talk. Brian Donahue, for example, is no problem putting on record at, like what the goals are for this season. It's it's kinda time to time to really get up and do something now. A bit like the men's team probably were in the last couple of years of times as mm. well. So it's very disappointing for them. Looking at the lineup, the Vrochan O'Keefe back there as well, who was yeah. always a great player over the years who's a teacher down in Monaghan. Actually, um like it's a very strong lineup that Cavan had. Uh, um, I'll dig out the team here in a second, but
0: yeah, well, maybe we'll hear from the Cavan coach, um, where after the game Brian Donahue spoke with Mickey Brennan.
2: Joined now by Cavan ladies' coach Brian Donahue. Brian, a uh, very disappointing result in the end for Cavan today—one eleven to Monon, one seven to Cavan, and I suppose Cavan left an awful lot of scores on the on the field here.
3: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Michael. You've hit the nail in the head. Overall, a very very disappointing uh, performance. We. We never got to the pitch of it. We didn't get to their pace, their physicality. They came to town today, and uh, really, look, Monaghan were deserving winners. We had uh, three points in the first half and um, one four in the second half. It's not enough scoring. You got to be getting high into the double digits. And um, Monaghan missed a couple of uh, open goals in the first half. Overall, we are very disappointed with our display, and it it leaves uh, it leaves a. Uh, uh, not a great loss now on the table, you know. We're we're under pressure. Yeah, it was a huge. It was a huge game in terms of the table as well.
2: Um, Cavan were sitting in second, Monaghan in third, only on score difference. So the result today was going to be huge. But there are games left, and and I suppose Monaghan have to go to Kerry the next day, so that'll take points off uh, of one of the teams. Um, so you know, it's still all to play for in this division.
3: Yeah, look, it is all to play for. That's uh, that's round four now, um, Michael. And uh, there's three rounds to go. There's nine points available now. I suppose one one godsend. Um, Kerry took out uh, Tyrone this morning comfortably uh, a blow in at the 11 o'clock game they were 11 point victors so they have certainly stretched the table they're, they're on 4 wins they're on 12 um, we will need we will need the 9 points it may not be enough to get into the top 2 especially now with the with the restructure with the no semi-finals but definitely there there will be a few swings and roundabouts yet with, with 3 rounds to play as you said there are hopefully you know we might need a favour from someone else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and just taking it back to the game today, yeah. I know you were saying that maybe you didn't get to the pitch of the, pitch of the game here today. I thought that Cavan were, were were in it for large parts and dominated large sectors, especially the opening 10 minutes of the second half. Cavan yeah, had an awful lot of opportunities, didn't take them, and then the sucker punch the goal from, from Monaghan.
3: Yeah, correct. And look at... Um you, you, you've you've made a very pertinent point there. When you have your when you have your wee purple patch, when you have that possession inside their forty-five, you've got to make it count. Whether you know whether you're going longer to a diagonal ball or or you're getting powerful runners coming off the shoulder, you need to convert a high percentage of your scores. And look at that, I'm not sure what the full-time stat is, but. At half time we had uh, we'd only six shots from fourteen attacks, which at this level is not good enough. You need to convert more firstly you need to convert more of your possession into shots and then you know, if you get the shot count up, you know, hopefully, you know, you get a few of them over the bar. But um wasn't to be today now
2: no, no and, and, and I suppose you're coming up against seasoned campaigners in Monaghan you know they've been playing their trade in division one and at senior level for a long time you know all Ireland champions Ulster champions on numerous occasions so it was never going to be an easy task and and, and they, maybe it was the experience that told today
3: yeah and absolutely and and, and we mentioned that at half time we said look at girls you're you're, you're you're in the fight now and you expect, you expect the off the ball uh, hustling and grinding and you expect the physicality in the tackle and um, we know that we have got to get up to that level uh, we, we'll be meeting. Morning again in the summer in the championship, and uh, today was certainly an eye opener. I uh, I do think you make a good point. Their experienced players uh, made a hell of a big difference on the overall play.
0: Yeah, so obviously very disappointed, um, Brian Donohue, making the point that you know you, you can't score one seven and expect to win games at this level. But you you were saying the team itself, you have at the hand, Paul.
1: Yeah, well, if looking through the cabin team, Damien, like. There, most of those guys are household names at this stage. Like the full back line: Rachel Dearing and Neve Keenan and Sheila Riley. Mm. Great well, experience. Yeah, uh,
0: are, are, are very experienced. Neve Keenan,
1: like an all-Ireland winning college's player. The half back line is excellent. Sinead Green, Sean Lynch, Lauren McVitie. Like the, that's an outstanding half back line. I
0: suppose you you could make the argument Lauren McVitie's still very young. Yeah, but she's
1: an outstanding
0: player. She is. She has has huge potential. All right, I think Sean Lynch's black card or yellow card sin and was probably crucial too.
1: Middle of the field, NASA board and Don English. Again, like very mobile, mm. two excellent players. Lower Fitzpatrick, Roche and O'Keefe, and Catherine Dolan was the half forward line. Loads of pace and ball carrying ability there. And inside the scoring threats were serious. Ashley Gilson, Ashley McGuire, Murray Cusick. there's loads of goals in in that full forward line as well. So, you know, the the team was very good. Geraldine Sheridan, Kira Finnegan, Eamor Corker and Joanne Moore were coming on. Again, experiences there. So, like the players are there at the minute. I suppose it's just one of those off days that can happen, but you hope that they'll bounce back from it. Um, I yeah. don't have the league table in front of me, but I'd imagine that's going to make promotion difficult now.
0: Well, do you know it's still achievable? Kerry are out in front on their own. Um, they've won all games, and they still have to play Monaghan. And Monaghan have been defeated by um by Mead, as I mentioned earlier. So. You know now they have Tyrone and they have Armagh yet to play and Clare. So there's nothing easy in in their last three games. But realistically, Cavan have to win their last three games to keep their promotion hopes alive, getting into that final. You know all they have to do is if Mead lose to Kerry, if Kerry keep winning the rest of their games, Mead uh, or sorry Monaghan lose to Kerry, then it should give Cavan the chance of 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 that final place by winning their last three but look at at this point they have to win their last three and that's all Cavan can concentrate on well, and will that be enough Like because Cavan are sitting like Kavan
1: are sitting in fifth looking at the table here Kavan are on six points Carrier out in front they have on of course it's, it's three points for three a points win three points for a win you see yeah Carrier on, on top with 12 then you have Monaghan next now on nine Cavan or Mead have a points difference of of seven um, and, sorry, they are on seven points, yeah, they, they have a points difference of seven, so I suppose they could be caught. Then you have Armagh with a points difference of 34, Cabin with a points difference of 32, but on six, and minus 12 is their own on points difference. So it's not going to be easy. I suppose the top teams mightn't have played, um, well, Kerry are okay anyway, but. Monaghan has Monahan, to play Kerry. Uh, and what about, oh, I wonder have me and Armagh played Wexford? I I imagine Amar probably have looking at their score difference
0: Yeah Again I'm not 100% sure But I I think even I think Monaghan might have played Wexford in the first round I'd say
1: they probably did Because they have a big score difference up Yeah Yeah look It's it's all going to come down To the last couple of games We wish them well
0: Yeah well that's it It's it's vital they pick up a win They're, They're away to Clare this weekend They have to go down to Is it Dunbeg or something it's called? Uh, doing big like, in West Clare yeah. in West Clare that's where they're spot. playing so um, they have to go down there have to pick up a win anything less than a win puts them their their promotion hopes out the window you'd imagine so we wish them the very very best of luck and hopefully they can they can get a result this weekend ok so we've a few talking points I think Paul yeah a few people
1: got in touch uh, Damien with the talking points um, first one was general comment Park Farley-esque Economical in forwards With freeze marks and points Fermanagh left lots of scores behind Seems to be very factual Yep factual Can't argue with it Fermanagh did leave a lot of scores behind Cavan M- were economical
0: More more uh, down to Cavan pressure I know we talked about this On the Diehards podcast But was it, was it poor shooting Or more down to Cavan Really good pressure I
1: was, Like everything else It was probably a bit of both They, they were missing a, They missed a fair few freezes as well From the right hand side In particular Yeah um, and okay. Conor Jones kicked a couple of nice ones, but they dropped a
0: few short as well
1: along with their twelve wides. And they did miss a couple of goal
0: chances. To be fair, so um, just out of curiosity, and we didn't get cover in this one. But did how did Cavan go on the freeze?
1: Uh, that's a good question. There, at this few days on, I'm trying to remember, um, we didn't miss very many any, because we only had three wides. I don't. We might have missed the free. I'll have, to, I'll have to check my notes. Okay. I it don't think we missed be... the free. To be fair, for man, weren't giving us that many. Okay. Um, score but freeze. There was the two marks. Sorry.
0: Seems to be an improving situation on freeze though for Cavan, Thank God.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the presence of Brian McGee there has helped t- that a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. he he's nailing all his freeze and and Ray McCallaghan has got his mojo there with the freeze as well. Um, yeah. Next comment: Ushin Kernan club form showing. We talked with Dan the diehards. I'd fully agree with that. I think. He, he played last Saturday night like we've seen him play with Casaran so often, uh, where he just tears forward and cuts through the cuts through players and kicks points. You know, he's he was just an absolute weapon, attacking weapon, uh, from a halfback.
0: You, you were saying on yourself and Michael Hanna were saying on the Diehard's podcast that the um that, you know, his points were, were out of this world, you know, class kicking. I remember when he first came to Castle ran watching him, and his kicking was part of the game that I thought was, was exceptional. You know, we didn't see a huge amount of the kicking while he got in on the county because maybe it took a bit of time to adjust and get used to the pace of it. But maybe this attacking and mark and everything could could be a real advantage to him because he is a good kicker of a ball. Oh, he's a
1: very good kicker of a ball. Excellent. Beautiful left foot on him. Um, yeah, look, I, I think, you know, I'm no doctor now, but I would say he's just getting fully back to himself after his illness and that yeah. could be part of it as well and he's got his confidence up like, and he's playing a really swashbuckling role there like he he's playing really well I thought he was very good in leash but but he was outstanding now in, in Brewster really was very so good. I definitely agree with that comment um, how has Thomas Fa- Edward Donoghue not got a call up
0: this is I've, I've,
1: I've, there has been a lot of discussion about this I have to say well I think it's been mainly generated by internet trolls
0: Oh, oh, it is, completely. But listen, internet trolls control our life at this point, <laughs> so we, we might as well roll with it. I I I didn't see any Sigerson, but obviously, if he held a place on the winning Sigerson team, his form is, is right up. Where I'd go back to was club football last year. He was injured throughout the championship. He, you know, played a little bit, but I don't even think he'd say his form was good enough for him to get a call to the, to the county at that stage. And, then it comes down to, did the management get the opportunity to see him during Sigerson And, you know, have they seen enough of him prior to Sigerson to say that, okay, well, he was just on a really good team and, and played really well with that team. Maybe he's not at that level. I think personally he, he could be, but the, there may need to be a bigger sample size.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But it, what is, I think he'd be on the Calvin team now, but the problem he has had is he's got a bad hamstring and he... he he hasn't been fit. Yeah, I remember chatting to him and he was telling me about his injury. Trouble was like, probably a lot of people didn't realise he's had an awful bad run of injuries, but he's a brilliant footballer, a brilliant footballer. And Mickey Hanna was talking about how how accurate his passing is. Yeah, and I I remember him playing on the 40 with Calvin on the twenties, and minors, I think where he would have been an inside forward, um, in his earlier, underage career, like and he was a successful underage player. Like obviously yeah. two goals in a McCrory final at sixteen years of age. Look, you don't lose that sort of stuff. That's the sort of natural talent that you, that's hard to coach. Yeah. I think, I think he always thought he had potential to be a big player for Calvin. So hopefully now he, if he can keep keep himself fit, that he'll he'll work his way into the plans. Possibly he's going to be on the unlikely he's going to get in this year. This this sort of notice. Well,
0: barring you know the league for with with then. He he just absolutely is tearing it up, and then he's brought in to the panel, and then it'll depend on on what sort of shape he's in at that point. But, but you never
1: like there's always management always say the panels open and all that. You you hardly ever see a player brought in off the back of their club league form between the Lancashire League and the Championship.
0: It's all it's almost unheard of. I'm Just trying to think, was there was somebody last year though? Somebody came in. Was there? And now for some reason, I have in my head that somebody was brought in. Um, around I, that time, I don't remember. Maybe so.
1: I don't remember You you never very very rarely hear of it, or what you will hear but, is maybe a player who was sort of on the panel all year, got a couple of games and wasn't getting getting playing. Gets a couple of games for his club, and then suddenly he's he's. But oftentimes that's because he just got fit again.
0: Well, but, where I think probably the the situation maybe or the hope would be for for Thomas Edward himself would be that he gets called into the panel, maybe too big of a jump to make the team or even match day panel, but at least he's around the environment and mm. starts to get comfortable in there because there is a bit of adjusting. Yeah, it's a pity that junior team wasn't still
1: because that was a that was a good oh, way of keeping, keeping Brilliant. Keep, he was the ideal man for that. Like yeah. get him in, get him in around a county environment and and give him a good level of football to play and yeah. and, and it's not it lessens the, the jump. But anyway, yeah the next question then is Kavel Kyogan deserves a call up.
0: I think we can categorically state that Kavel Kilgan will not get a call up.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be categorically. I don't think he'd play this year. Well,
0: but I have to say, sorry, he,
1: he was exceptional last year for them.
0: Sorry, I'll, I'll state, I'll state that Kavel Kyogan won't get a call up, probably mostly by his own doing. I, I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd 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 go in. Ability wise, I've said this in the podcast in the past. He has the ability, yeah, but man. I don't know if he has the application.
1: Yeah, I'd say you're right there. Um, Pearson's failed chip against Fermanagh I didn't know what this was about and someone said to me that Pearson tried a Doughty-esque chip against Fermanagh. I didn't see it now and I didn't hear anyone talking about it so maybe maybe I'm wrong there
0: I didn't, uh, I, I was not can't, so.
1: can't really comment on that one No. Uh, G Mac finally showing form but Dog's abuse from Fermanagh
0: Yeah but uh, again we discussed this on the Diehards he absolutely loves playing against Fermanagh. Like he, he thrives against Fermanagh uh, uh, what I think his mum is from Fermanagh from Yeah well Cameron
1: Corrigan as far as I know is George Force cousin Yeah yeah. Two of the standard players That's in, right. On the field that evening um, Yeah Mickey Hanna wrote about that in his column this week He was saying like he noticed it with Anthony Ford Yeah Back in the day when he was playing with Cavan that he'd be really up for playing against Fermanagh and, You know R- Rory Dunn would have been one I remember talking to him about it like, and He'd always want We'd be on the corner at Erwin hills with Fermanagh and Monaghan Whereas maybe up in my or whatever, you'd be mad to beat me. This was really yeah. natural, like you'd be shoulders with them in school and all the rest of it. But you're right about that. I remember him playing brilliant in Brewster before against Ferran in the qualifier. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, he was excellent. It's good to
0: see a return to form for yeah.
1: him doing the things that, that you want him doing. We had this row or I had this row with Mickey Brennan last week. Goro is playing well when he's when he's breaking lines and scoring points and, and feeling he didn't really yeah.
0: do any of those things against Leach. I mean, yeah. he thought he was excellent. Well, yeah, I think excellent may have been the wrong word in, in, in that case. I didn't think he was terrible, but no, he, he definitely wasn't, wasn't excellent. But
1: uh, he, he was really.
0: excellent by all accounts on Saturday.
1: The other one is uh, Chris Conroy, excellent at sweeping. When We were talking about excellence. And I have to say, I thought he was just brilliant, Chris Conroy. He really was. I th- I think conditions suited him um, in that. Uh, he's not the fastest player on the team but he mm. uses the ball really well and it wasn't a night for fa- for fast players because ground conditions were so heavy it was a night for fellas who used the ball well and he was brilliant he never put a foot wrong he had, a, he had an outstanding game
0: Yeah, I, I, I spoke with somebody kind of involved with the team and, and um, we were just talking about it obviously as I said I wasn't at the game but I was asking about Chris and he said that it's like having one of the managers on the field his, his communication is excellent. His organisational skills amongst the players is excellent. And that while he, he maybe in the past hadn't the confidence to go and take on the ball the way he was, his confidence, you can see it growing in training. And they, they're they kind of saying that, that's, look, at, it's no surprise to them that he put in the man of the match performance was the way it was described yeah. to me. So, yeah. um, you know, that's it, it, it's sometimes that sort of work you never notice unless unless you're involved in the team mm. you know the, the organisation the coordination the 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 maybe the helping other players out by covering a bit of space that allows them to go on and press so apparently he's excellent at that end of it too so it's uh, I'm delighted because I was saying he, he is a long time knocking around like trying to to, to make that break I think
1: I made the point of on the podcast not too long ago, like it, that it was time for him to step up. Yeah, you did. You because did. Because he has been around there. Like he was on it back in twenty fourteen, fifteen under Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. I didn't I I didn't to be honest with you, I remember him as an under twenty one, win the man of the match in the in the Ulster final maybe in around twenty thirteen or so, um in Tlonus we kicked three wonderful points with the outside of his boot There in Brewster. But On Brewster, yeah. 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 But I, I didn't twenty twelve or eleven. It could have been it wasn't eleven. It, it was possibly twelve, or or um, I think no. I'm pretty sure it was thirteen. Yeah,
0: he's the same age as Killian the Gunner, and, um, and that. Or uh, I'm sorry. No, he's a year younger than Killian the Gunner.
1: Yeah, so it would have been twenty thirteen. Okay.
0: Um, but I didn't. I didn't know if he
1: was going to be good enough to really cut it at at senior county mm. level. Uh, the way the game has gone, like because he's a ball player, really. But, um, the, but but he
0: the game has changed. Yeah, well, it has changed in those few years from. Like his, I, I think his number one asset is his kicking, mm. personally, yeah. L- just from watching more than, obviously, the, you know, he has other assets. But now kicking has become a bigger, bigger asset than it was in 2014, 15, 16, 17. It's now a really good kicker is worth so much more to a team. And his value, I think, could have risen from a number of different point of views, but mainly the attacking mark gives an opportunity for that sort of quality kicker. Mm, you know
1: completely. Like I thought he played he played the Connor Minor role the other night um and played it very well. Very well. Like to be fair, we've lost Killian Clark and Connor Minor to of the of the defence and Connor Rehal, probably to a lesser extent, who's a rookie last year, but very yeah. good. But the defence doesn't look any way weaker. No. At no. all. I think Gushin Kiernan has has improved. Um Killian the Gunner is in the team um now belatedly probably should have been in it before but yeah um the defense hasn't
0: been weakened by that yeah i think you're right so it's, it's interesting again that that brings it back to that larger debate about those successful under 21 teams they were they were aligned with a lot of defenders and therefore we probably have an abundance we can lose a few quality defenders and still have a really really good defense that's a good point yeah that, although
1: conroy's a converted forward um Although Darren McFeely went the other way, yeah, probably yeah. he was he was converted into a forward, which was probably the big, the big success story in Medina's time. But yeah. to be fair to Graham and his management team, um, they, you can see evidence that they've improved, fellas. You really can see it. You could, off the top of your head, you could pick out four or five lads that look like they've improved. But I have to say, we'll be we'll be previewing the Clare game tomorrow. We we still need to just temper things, a bit, yeah. because I'm still concerned about this game. Yeah, yeah, and, and I even found myself. I wrote wrote a headline, and then I read it, and I was like, "My God, the headline was something like Cavan should win with a bit to spare,' as long as they guard against complacency." I was like, "Hold on, there, you can't, <laughs> you can't do both." And <laughs> there's probably nobody in this county that that thinks that that Cavan are not going to win against Clare, and that's a dangerous position to be in.
0: Well, it is for Cavan traditionally. Yeah, you oh, know, big time. It's, it's those days that Cavan get caught.
1: Clare, Clare are probably not as bad as they seem. They've lost two games by a point. Kevin possibly aren't as good
0: as they seem um, You sound like Terry Highland now Things are never <laughs> as good as they seem Or as bad as they seem Yeah well I just, I just would be concerned about yeah. it Anyway Any more talking points? That's we, all the talking points That's all the talking points Lovely Well we're going to go to a quick commercial break And after that we're going to be talking about Virginia's success in the Marquee Cup Brady's Arval Limited main dealers for volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, longford leitrim monaghan mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family-owned and family-run business brady's are famous for their long association with the gaa if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so last night in, in Kingspan, Brefney, it was the final of the Marquee Cup. Virginia College took on uh, St. Kieran's and Ballygally, And after ordinary time, it finished three goals and six to two goals and nine heading into extra time then half time and extra time it was 4-7 to 2-11 and you think in extra time Paul a goal is worth it's the winner of a game but Ballygolly, to their credit uh, a sub came on i don't know if he's in any relation to Declan Bogue. He's up around that part of the world uh, these days and i don't think he is a kid this <laughs> age though but uh, Kieran Bogue came on scored a, a free to to bring it back to a two point game then it went into the final period of extra time the last 10 minutes uh Virginia didn't manage to score um referee Kieran Mulligan from um from Monahan the the full forward for for Ballygally was Robinson o- Oren Robinson very good footballer but he was coming driving through as he'd done quite a few times and he was in a big battle with Keane Donahue um a really good battle but he came driving through um May have been a hand on him. Looked possibly like a foul. Referee, the ball went out for a 45. Referee looked to 0.2 to 45. Then went in and spoke with his umpire, a single umpire um, on either end of the field, which would be a bugbear of mine for a, an Ulster College's final. Should be four umpires, but anyway. um, After maybe two minutes of discussion, awarded a penalty. Oh, good God. Big, big call. And what actually compounded it was that two minutes before that, a high ball went in between Robinson and Donahue. Donahue won it, came out, fisted the ball, Robinson kind of rugby tackled him to the ground, should have been a black card referee seen it, it was in front of him, didn't give it. So the Virginia supporters, as you can imagine, were up in arms about it. Then the the penalty was brilliantly saved by Glenn Prentigast, who is the penalty saving specialist now. Yeah, seems with, to be. Without a doubt. Um brilliantly saved, then a play was allowed to go on again, they won a 45 actually from the penalty, went short with it, it went over the bar from Cormac Quinn, a midfielder for Baligali, you are now two minutes into injury time in extra time, you think, okay, that was their chances, they've, they've had it, referee allows play to continue, ball comes out around the middle of the field, um, there's kind of a... A corner forward Rory uh, Canavan which I think is Dara's younger brother okay good good footballer Um, couldn't miss couldn't miss it really yeah in fairness now he had gone off earlier in the game with cramp and then came back on for the second half of extra time but anyway he was him and and another Cavan or Virginia player were going for a ball you know it, it was literally two players running for a ball as their hands collide or hands maybe jostle for that front step referee awards a free in very very soft free you know I, I it wasn't a free in my opinion and, and in a lot of Virginia players it sounds,
1: like, it sounds like he made some huge calls here in a final at a crucial stage that he could have he could have shown a bit of common sense and just let play go on and nobody would have batted an eyelid
0: Yeah definitely definitely or even even after the penalty miss and the point for Gali, blow it up it's done you know but mm. he didn't he didn't do it anyway and he ended up awarding a free to Ballygolly on the 45 metre line, kicking into the town end. And you're saying, no, it's it's out of the range because they had missed some freeze from that area earlier on. And you kind of thought, no, it's not going to get there. But they changed. Robinson was taking the freeze from that distance and then they changed it to Rory Canavan decides he was going to step up. And you're kind of thinking, look, at, that's it. They're not going to get it. He nailed it. Oh, it was class. Out of his hands. Out of his hands, outside of the right boot, Probably had ten metres to spare on the kick. It was a brilliant kick for a 17, 18 year old Gosson. Um but uh, resulting in it going to penalties and then the drama just gets gets higher and higher again. I watched
1: your stream. I didn't see it all, but um I saw a couple of the penalties and I saw the save as well. Sean McAvoy smashed a couple of penalties in. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like I was making the point on it that there was there was so many players going down injured. Um you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen as many in an underage game because they were going out with cramp, like literally falling like flies everywhere. Um, but the, yeah, the, the, the penalty takers stepped up. I think it was Sean McAvoy with the first one. He nailed it. Um, I actually have the notes here just to, to get it right. So um, Sean McAvoy hit the first one and then for... Um, for Ballygally Rory uh, Canavan levelled it. Aaron McCabe, who's from Lavie, again, kind of a soccer player, his effort went over the bar. He aimed high and it just creeped over the bar. Then Cormac Quinn put Ballygally in front. Killian McCabe found the net for Virginia with the third one. Uh, but then Glenn Prentergast saved very low from the Ballygally's third one. So levelling it up, going into the fourth one. Stephen uh, Kavanagh put Virginia ahead. Oren Tracy levelled it. Um and then it came up to the final kick. So uh K-Lock, or yeah, Kalok m- Monahan Monaghan from Kullens, he scored for um for Virginia and then Porick Trainer scored as well. So it forced it into sudden death. So you're back and I my understanding though was that you m- must go in the same order again. All right. I thought, but maybe not, because it didn't go in the same order.
1: Well then you, it mustn't be.
0: Because McAvoy McAvoy Hit the net again, and McAvoy, after both um, penalty kicks, went down with cramp on his calves. Like it was, he there was just enough left in him to kick the ball to the back of the net, and that was it, no more. Um, and then Quinn, Cormac Quinn, stepped up, and he he went to go to low to the keeper's right, and Prendergast predicted it and and, and dived brilliantly out to his right hand side to save it. What so club is
1: Prendergast from?
0: Prendergast is a hollands man.
1: Yeah, a lot of Hollands players on this team.
0: Yeah, well just looking at it, you have uh, Prentergast, Key and Donoghue, um, in centre half forward, Ryan Galligan, who had a very good game as well, um, all from Hollands. So then there was, just to go through the team, anyway, the, the, the winning team was, um, as I said, Prendergast in goals, Luke Doyle from Rammer at corner back, Key and Donoghue at full back from Cujullins, Ryan Kellett from Rammer, Stephen Cavanagh. Uh, from Rammer, wing half back Niall Carlin, and as well at centre half back he was the captain. Um, at wing half back was Thomas or Thomas Lynch. He's from Rammer United. Alex Sweeney from Killing Care at midfield with Connor Fitzpatrick from Rammer United. Aaron Mannion, I believe his younger brother of Garrett Mannion County on the twenty. He was wing half forward from Rammer United. Centre half forward Ryan Galligan, from Cuhullins and Neil McCabe from Killing Care. At wing half forward, and the full forward line was Connor Nulty from Rammer United and Sean McAvoy from Ramer United, with Aaron McCabe from Lavi completing the lineup. So, um, and some good good performances off the bench as well. Torlach Farley scored a very good point um, from Cuholland's coming off the bench. Kailan uh, Monaghan who stepped up for a penalty as well, done well off the bench. Seanog McGerty from Castle Rahan came on as well. Killian McCabe actually. Uh, done very well. I think he could have taken a penalty as well, C- Killian McCabe. Um maybe I missed that out today. But yeah, from Q Hollands, he was up. Um Tyne Tynan I think came on as well from Lavi. So but overall it, it, it was it was a really, really entertaining evening it has to be said. So it was d- delighted I was in at that
1: one. Absolutely brilliant. It sounds like Sean McAvoy had a hell of a game. You were yeah. saying to me that you thought he was close to man in the match.
0: Yeah, yeah, like he was playing a full forward, but coming out the field. Now he only scored a point, but he definitely was involved in at least three of the goals. And when I mean involved, what, what Virginia were doing very, very well was when Ballygolly got the ball, they were crowding them, you know, they were, they were swarming in big numbers, but still leaving three forwards up front. But if McAvoy was one of those players that was working back or, or in the defensive area, once there was a turnover and he got on the ball, there was a fast break and it was a lightning fast break and Gali were going man for man which allowed that once McAvoy bet his man he could create the overlap and probably Virginia should have scored another couple of goals through his overlaps like one ended up with um, Ryan Galligan who I think he gave it to McAvoy broke through gave it to Aaron McCabe who tried to square it for Galligan and somehow the ball didn't go into the net it was it, it, looked, it looked easier to score than to miss but I think the pass might have been a wee bit too high or but anyway, it, it should have been a goal. Should have been a goal in the first half for Aaron McCabe as well. Again a fast break by Sean McAvoy. So it was his transition that was that was key for Virginia getting forward and getting goals in particular, because you had a full forward line, they were mad for goals, Aaron McCabe finished with two, and Connor Nulty finished with two as well, and McAvoy was setting them up, so Tom McAvoy was excellent, but really good performances all over in fairness.
1: Brilliant, oh, it was great, great to see it, it's great for s- schools football in Calvon to have Virginia again so strong, I'll pull you up on your pronunciation of the Marquee Cup, it's Markey, I'm sure, isn't Markey. it? Markey. Marky. This is another Keelan Milanoff situation we're getting into here.
0: Well, is it M A R K E Y? Marky. Or Marky. It's <laughs> Marky? It's just pronounce it. It's, right it's a different name. It's, it, is it? How would you spell Marky then? M A R Q. You're with Qs. Okay. That's all right. Okay, Marky. We go with it. Which did I say? We're, we're going to play the Keelan Malan of, Milan
1: of uh, pronunciation audio some of these days.
0: We definitely are. Yeah, stay stay tuned for that one. But it means now that they go on into an All Ireland semi final, and I think that's on. It's either this Saturday or Saturday week. Um, so it's it, it's quick into it, and, and they face a Leinster side. So uh, well done to to Virginia and all involved there. The management just to give them kudos, Brendan Comiskey and Dermot Shorten, were the management of that team. So okay. well done, it, lads. It was funny that. Um, some a couple of Ballygally uh, supporters were in front of me. You know, mature men, not not students, but they were. Um, they were saying, "Geez, look at the Virginia team. Look like they're fitter to go forward." And I was kind of saying, "Well, they have a strength and conditioning coach as their, as their, uh, as their one of their managers." So probably does help them a wee well, bit Darren's on a good run off they're going well too aren't they he, this is right he's on a bloody great run so his his stock is rising very very fast so well done well done to all involved anyway so and we'll uh, we'll definitely be trying to make that All-Ireland semi-final once we have the details on it I think that brings us to the end of the McAvoy Super Value G, uh, podcast
1: yeah I think that's us Damon. we'll be previewing Clare later on
0: yeah exactly so if you want to get a listen to that or listen back to the reaction from the Fermanagh game head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash cavin for the diehard service don't forget folks to follow and uh, and like the McAvoy Super Value Facebook page and stay tuned to our podcasts
3: yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Cavan, nice of was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time and then the and
2: it's over the laps buried yet. Have them doing
1: all they could to hold their lead.
3: To Gerrit McDonnell, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Chahal, What a day he is having. Oh, this is
2: brilliant by Calvin. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How are you? How